to the So She Is podcast. I am your host, Katie Grimes, and this podcast is your one-stop shop for all things manifestation, neuroscience, spiritual evolution, healing, and living in alignment with the highest truth of who you actually are. I know that you pushing play today is no accident, and I am so grateful for you being here. So with that said, let's get this party started. Hello, welcome back to So She Is. I am so grateful for you being here today for pushing play. Let's just take a deep breath in and fully let go, just arriving to this moment, no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing, just checking in with that heart space, seeing what's up. I hope that you are off to a great start. And if it's afternoon, I believe it's never too late to start the day over. So just hoping that wherever you are, whoever you are, it's a great day. And if it's not, that's okay because one, it's never too late to start the day over and two, there's always tomorrow. Anyways, today we are talking about all things entrepreneurship and we, as in Kelly and I, sat down and we just went in to this episode with the intention of chatting about entrepreneurship, starting our businesses, how we did it, what we did, advice we'd give. So if you are someone who is looking to start their own business or has a passion that they want to bring to life, or if you're already an entrepreneur, or if you're just here for a good time, you're gonna this episode's for you and you're going to love it. I just want to remind you that we have So We Are Silent Discos every Sunday and I expect to see you there to come out and dance. I just made a TikTok that hot girls dance on the beach in 2023 as a form of self-care and so... I expect to see you because I know whoever's listening, boy, girl, non-binary, you are a hot girl. It's an energy. It's not necessarily uh, gender, whatever, you know, everyone's a hot girl. And so (laughs) with that, I expect to see you there. Check out the link in the show notes or any of our bios. As always, if you love this episode, please let us know by leaving a five-star review, by tagging us on Instagram, by sending me a text, by shooting a DM, me a DM. I literally love it and I'm always shocked. Like when people reach out to me, I'm like, oh my God, you listen? <laughs> like what? <laughs> like, I don't know. You know, but you don't know. You, you, podcasts, you just throw out there and then like You either hear something or you don't, but I always get so excited when I get feedback that you actually listen and it's so fun to me. And so again, I am kind of retiring the So She Is podcast Instagram, so be sure to tag Katie Grimes. I cannot wait to hear your thoughts and I will just say without further ado, here is the episode. Hi, Katie. Hi, how's it going? Good. Going, it's going. <laughs> it's going. A little bit of a slower start to this episode, but that's okay. How's everyone at home doing? We all doing good? I feel like there's been some weird energy lately. Like some people have been feeling super like heightened. Some people have felt like super focused. Everyone seems it's to be full like moon right now. So full moon's just like going nuts, I guess. Yeah. Yesterday when I was driving home, I don't know if you know this, like if you know why, but the moon was massive. It was like yeah. 9 p.m. when I was it's driving. I was like, huge. Are we like getting clo- <laughs> closer? I don't Apocalypse. know if that's easy. Yeah, like it, the Clear world's mom. ending. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> so, um, I also ovulate on the full moon. So I get this like manic energy. I actually this time. 
And I've like been going nuts with my workouts. Like I've just had had the stamina to keep working out. Like I can't, I actually have to work out because otherwise it, it's, it turns into anxiety for me. Mm. But I've noticed. That's a really good connection. And I think I might pay attention to that. Like I haven't had anxiety because I've been exhausted by how much I've been working out, but I'm also signed up for that tough mutter. So my body's just ready to attack. (laughs) So if you guys are in the area, April 1st in Mm. San Bernardino, for whatever reason, you can come watch me do a Tough Mudder. That's Uh, so random. San Bernardino. I think it's just because there's open space there. Yeah. So it's like a free for all. Yeah. Makes sense. All right. So we're going to talk about our journey as entrepreneurs, our journey to kind of go in our own path, um, just a little bit about our brands and kind of just chatting on that. And like, if you're thinking about wanting to pursue something that's in the entrepreneurial space, or you have something that's on your heart or an idea, um, this is kind of just like an episode for you. Or if you're like, Hmm, I don't even know what I like, but what would it be like if I did? Um, so Callie, do you kind of want to open it up and just talk a little bit first, like about what your brand even is, what you do, um, and then how it's evolved over time and just kind of go into what it's been like to have your own brand. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, well, I originally, my business started purely as teaching yoga, like very, I was just going to do, I think I had heard of privates before and I was like, okay, yeah, I want to teach yoga privates and I want to teach in studios. Uh, the thing is like for yoga teachers, notoriously studios pay really horribly And a lot of experiences I've had with studios is like the pay is just low. And even if your schedule was fully packed with studio classes, it's like $20 an hour or 25, even 30. It sounds really good because you're like, oh, like $30 for just like teaching one class. But it's like, it's so much energy. Like, you know what it's like to facilitate for an hour and Mm -hmm. a half and you're like drained after, like you can't do like five of those a day. It's just not possible. And like running around town and stuff it's just so anyway um my personal journey was yeah started as a yoga teacher um got into that because of my own health issues you know breakups as one does and then um I studied business in school and to my dad's broken heart I told him I didn't want to be in corporate and um and I wanted to be an entrepreneur. And then I started studying entrepreneurship at university. And then I was like, oh my gosh, this is actually really cool. Like there's, it's very like alternative, like entrepreneurship in general, I think is like very alternative because you have to, you're essentially going against the idea that you go to school and then you get a corporate job with like safety and, you know, health insurance and everything. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I really like it. And I know that like didn't answer hardly any of your questions, but I'm curious. I like, love that. <laughs> I'm curious what what you think of entrepreneurship in general. Like if you have the same feeling of like, well, because you left the corporate space. You like had a job in the corporate space. Yes. Um, which I I liked my corporate job in a sense of like. I really like working with people. I think that's the hardest part of like entrepreneurship. And I think that's why I've gravitated towards us doing podcasts together because I really like spitballing off of other people and like that connection. And 
that is something I really liked with the corporate world that's different in entrepreneurship because it's really alone. A lot of your decisions you make are alone. Um, Sometimes I put things off because I'm like, I need to talk to someone about this. Like, I don't know. Like, just now I was going over brand partnerships and talking to Callie, like, Callie, which one do I respond to? And how do I say no, but yes to this one? And yes, and maybe to another, like, and so it really helps to like have support there. That's the one thing about entrepreneurship that is different is finding your support and support that you can trust. And it's not people who are just like, I don't know, either don't know what to, what they're doing or just like, are trying to like mooch off of you. I I've experienced that a lot in the beginning, just like people trying to like, Oh my gosh, totally. Oh, people love you too. Oh my gosh. When I first (laughs) met you, I just remember being like, what kind of blood does this girl have? Cause the vampires are out of her. Yeah. And I think it has to do with like the nature that my business is a little bit unique and it's a little bit different. And so everybody wants a little taste of it, even if they're not sure of what it is. Um, and so really learning to trust your gut on who to connect with and who to talk to and finding safety. Like obviously in this friendship, I found an immense amount of safety and like, okay, I could just like say anything and it's fine and it's not going to be used against me. It's not going to, um, dictate anything. And so that's really cool. The other part about corporate that was cool, I guess was the paycheck, but like, honestly, like, yes, because when you are an entrepreneur, like you literally are then building and creating something and like, it's kind of based, like your money you make is like, it's like, it's like anything you have, like any journey or relationship you have to money will be brought to the surface because it's like all on you to make. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it's like, how do you, like one of the things to navigate has been like not making my business me like so like if something oh, happens so with, hard to yeah literally because we are our business we are a brand and personally with mine I'm trying to separate it so like it's like I could one day not have be all of it that's kind of why I haven't done a lot of front-facing content is because like yes I want people to like know me but I also want people to more feel like so we are is a community and it's not Katie's community mm-hmm. um because I plan on one day sitting at the top of it selling it whatever and just letting it have its own life um so that's for me um just some the money stuff is really interesting with entrepreneurship and but it's so rewarding and it's so fun and I'm an all or nothing person so just like my hair just like everything it's like if I'm going to do something, I'm not going to like halfway do it. And so I already, with the pandemic and corporate America being all online and like me, like realizing like, not for me, um, through that, I already was checked out because I was actually talking to a friend recently and she was like, oh, like, like I was like saying like, I wonder what it would have been like if I kept my job and try to start so we are like I was just playing with the idea of like what would that have been like and my friend like reminded me like Katie you were done with that before so we are was even like a concept in your head like you were way done and I was like oh yeah like I was (laughs) I knew something new was coming but I couldn't stay in the old and welcome in the new that's how my brain works but I think it's really important like if you have something that's on your heart or like you're passionate about or um let's say you want to become a yoga teacher like literally anything I think you can go for it and not make it your whole everything unless you're like me and you can't like I literally can't oh you mean like your full income like you don't have to like not even income and like 
like you yeah like it's not then when I say that it's not even about income but it's like you could transition out I didn't know transition out so I think if you are in corporate America and then you're starting something new it might feel better to like transition out versus just the hard stop I'm gonna just like jump two feet in I'm gonna figure it out um I feel like that's actually super privileged to be able to do entrepreneurship at all because like for myself I it was during the pandemic and I was on unemployment because I'd been working a restaurant job. Like that's just the kind of jobs that I'd been working the, you know, the five years before. And so I was on unemployment and unemployment was real nice around that time. <laughs> we got like federal unemployment. We got the sweet little checks from Gavin Newsom, like California. It was like really great. And it was around that time that I was like, okay, safety net is here. Like you have to go for it because entrepreneurship, like you normally don't even break even for a while. Like that could be months or years, depending on what kind of venture you're creating. But I think that's something not a lot of people talk about because people are like, oh my God, I'm not making that much money my first few months. It's like, yeah, that's how it goes. Oh yeah. I blindly thought I was going to make so much money <laughs> like right, right off the bat. bat. And I'm like looking at our profit sheet for like getting ready for taxes and all this stuff. And I was like laughing because it's like the numbers in January are already so much better than they were in like say May, June, like those first couple months. Mm-hmm. And it was like three people, which is 75 bucks. Like, let's just throw that out there. Like five people, that's like 200 or like, I mean, like I, it's barely, it's not even 200. It's like 125. And so it's been crazy to learn like, oh, like, first of all, if you build it and you stick with it, it's going to work. Like it, it will, you'll have to pivot and all these things along the way. But like, that's like what I've been talking about recently is like, oh my God, it's, it's working now. Like we're, it's working. Like the people are showing up, the things are happening, the opportunities are coming in. Yeah, but like, right. it's like, like 10 months before <laughs> literally 10 months in. And then I'm like, I'm starting to feel like, okay, this is going somewhere Yeah, and I can see the big picture. I always could hold the big picture. And I think that's something with entrepreneurship that maybe it's talked about, maybe not, but like being able to like delusionally hold the picture and hold the vision while the outcome may be the complete opposite. It might be that three people show up and then it's like failures are literally part of it. Like I was talking to one of my uh, entrepreneurship friends and, um, she was saying, yeah, I, I just had two failed launches and I've learned a lot. Now I'm ready for like a successful one or something. But she talked about her failed launches with so much confidence. And I was like, that's literally the truth is like, yeah, like on social media, like both you and I and pretty much everyone is like, oh my God, like I just sold out these two free workshops. Like, of course, I'm going to talk about how great that is, but you are not going to hear about the workshop I held in September where literally nobody came, no one signed up and Oliver brought his friends. So I wasn't I remember that. that one. Like that's just part of it. Yeah. Like the times where no one comes and yeah. And this goes back kind of to the last episode I posted about lucky girl syndrome and the RAS and like how you can use your RAS. What's the RAS? It's the reticular activating system. So it's like the filter that you see life through. And so like, it's like all your beliefs, it's all the things it, it, it's like, just takes what it deletes, distorts or generalizes information. And so 
Wow, that's interesting. When you take the information in of a failure, like you're, you can train your, your resume, see it as like, wow, like everybody in my family failed. Like, I don't know why I thought I was going to do this. Like nobody's been successful or the Raz can take that information like your friend. And the way her Raz took it was like generalizing it into a bucket of this is working for me. Like I am learning so much. And it's, and that is actually a skill. It's not like a mindset because you can't fake your beliefs. Like it is a belief to trust that failure is good. Like that failing faster gets better results. And I just think that's so interesting because so often our, we don't even realize that our beliefs are like, wow, like nobody ever made money. Like, I don't know why I thought I could do this, blah, 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 blah. But it all comes back to the belief system. And so like going to the grand picture of entrepreneurship, anything that you hold about yourself, any belief you hold about life, love, money, (laughs) anything, it's going to be brought to the surface. So like mm-hmm. entrepreneurship is the deepest spiritual journey you could ever go on. And that's not to scare you, but it's just like, don't go in blind, <laughs> but yeah. also go in blind. You have to go in blind actually. You like, have to. And you have to like, just believe so deeply in yourself and in your vision and trust that you can pivot that like pivots mm-hmm. are an act of self-love. Like that you can, you don't have to the first thing you do doesn't have to be the forever thing. Like, like you with yoga, chat about where you're at right now. Okay. Yeah. So I started pure yoga. I like did my YTT in India and I was like, I'm going to teach traditional yoga and blah, 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 blah. Even within the yoga space, I, I mostly taught private. So I'd like go to people's homes and like, I have a few clients now that I love and I like, they're my friends at this point. Like I freaking love working with them. So but then I was like, okay, now I want to, I hate driving everywhere. I'm driving so much. I'm spending so much on gas. I just don't like sitting in traffic. So I was like, how can I make more money online? And I started getting followers on TikTok and I was like, okay, let's monetize this. Like I have all these ideas for courses and blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, wow, I really like making content for social media. And I started hearing about this thing called UGC, which is user generated content. If you follow me on Instagram, like every so often, I'll like post something about that. But um, essentially what it is, is making, you're like almost ghost creating content for other people's profiles. So I'll like create videos for videos, uh, either organic content or ads for brands. And then they buy the content from me and they use it like as their own. But I love making content. For me, it's kind of like easy. It's fun. And I now most of my income is that. And then I do yoga. Like, and honestly, that has allowed me, I think, to do yoga and sell my courses on social media from a place of more like pleasure. And like, before I had the anxiety when I would do like sales pitches with people, I would feel the like desperation in me. And I feel like that's not there anymore. Like now I'm like, okay, I don't need this to pay my rent. Like Mm -hmm. I'm good and I can like offer it from more of a like place of, I don't know. But didn't you start UGC? You fully bought into UGC because of December, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So the reason why that, so I just started UGC in December. It's February now. And it's, um... So the reason why I like fully went in for December was because all my clients were out of town, all my yoga clients that 
like were the base of my income at that point in my life, they were either sick or out of town or like there was normally December is an off time for yoga privates anyway, but I was like, fuck. And so that's when I was like, I had been playing with this idea of creating a UGC business. I had done a few videos already and they like paid really well. And I was like, okay, like I need, cause what I know, what I've learned about entrepreneurship is you can't do it for two weeks and then cry about not getting any clients. Like you have to be like, I'm doing this for a year, like to get results, you know, Mm -hmm. like you've done, like if you did it twice and like five people came and you're like, "Mm, yeah, looks like people don't really, aren't really into this. Like that's not how it works. Right. So, um, I was like, okay, I'm going to set up my portfolio and my website and blah, blah, blah. And so, yeah, that's when I made that like pivot, but I mean, um, and it's kind of funny too, cause like the corporate job that I didn't want to do, I admire the stability within it. And that's what I feel like I'm getting out of UGC now, you know, mm-hmm. it was like some level of security. Like people will always need videos on their social media. So totally. Just- Have you, so you've experienced some pretty quick growth with UGC. Is that to be expected like if someone's like oh I kind of want to do UGC or whatever like how did you how do you even go about getting into that because I think it's fascinating and I'd love to dabble in it yeah I think like the only requirements are like you have created great content like on your own page on your personal profile or your business's profile um I would say to start on like practical level you need a portfolio so you need to like find a few items in your home to like make videos of and be like you know there's like kind of a um format for like a structure for ad style videos it's like hook problem solution cta and so you just say like like the i'm about to make a video with these today these sea moss gummies i haven't read the script yet but you just say like are you i don't actually even know what these do but you're like are you blah 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 suffering anxiety well I am always anxious and then I started taking the gummies and try it for yourself is basically the structure and then you make like six of those and then you put them in a portfolio and then you uh go to Twitter I freaking hate Twitter but you go to Twitter and you start people post when they need there's either agencies or brands directly that will say like we're looking for UGC creators and that's how I got my first jobs and then you can cold pitch but cold pitches, um, I mean, it's, I haven't had a lot of success with cold pitches. Yeah. You actually gave me the idea. So one time a brand saved some of my videos on TikTok and I was like, Callie, what do I do with this? And you said DM on Instagram. And I was like, that's kind of odd because I came from the corporate world in sales, like where it was like email, phone, never in a million years would you reach out like via Instagram. So I was like, okay. So I, even though it was on TikTok, I DM them on Instagram, like, Hey, I saw, saw you guys stalking me. Um, I want to work with you. And then that led me to reaching out to some other brands, but I did all my brand reach out via Instagram DM. Like, Hey, is there someone I can talk to, to potentially work out a partnership? And then they got back to me. I reached out to four brands, three out of four got back to me with an email and one's kind of really small. So I feel like the one that's small, probably like they might be backed up. Doesn't have like a, yeah, like all the other ones were pretty big. So they probably have someone that does that. 
and like works with partnerships and stuff like that. And so if you are someone that is in the entrepreneurial space or doing stuff that you think like brands could work with you, my advice would always be to Instagram DM and just simply stay like a couple paragraphs as to like, Hey, like I want to, I'd love a email to talk to someone in marketing or that deals with partnerships because X, Y, Z, here's what I have to offer. I can provide any information you need, but this would be a great fit because you guys have this mission and I have this mission and we have the same mission and we could work together. And so I think just like going out of the box and reaching out via Instagram is a great way to connect. Have you ever got a UGC thing through Instagram or not really? Just Twitter. Um, I don't think so. Not from cold pitching. Uh, wait, uh, no, <laughs> I haven't. This I've got a- like, I have, I do, I use this app called Billow and it's like really cheap. Like they like pay way under market price, but, um, I'll do projects through there and then I'll follow. I was just telling you this, like before we start recording and then I'll follow up with the brand after and be like, Hey, I have a ton of extra footage. Do you want to buy it from me? And then like upsell and then hopefully create like, you know, a partnership where they like your stuff. And what was the name? Billow? Billow. Yeah. With a B? Yeah. It's like B-I-L-L-O. Right. Well, if you're thinking about getting into UGC, feel free to check out that app. Actually, if you are a male, I know my listener is like 98% women, but (laughs) if you, if you are a man, I saw a TikTok that was like, my husband started UGC. He has gotten, he is four for four. They literally are dying to have men do this. Yeah. And as Kelly's saying, it is well-paid and it helps like supplement the income monthly. Like it's like monthly rates and it turns into things and you just got to trust the process. So if you are a man or if you have a man in your life, um, I guess UGC needs them because almost all the ads are women or all the content based is women, like 90% women. So if it's not you, if you're not interested, but you think you have someone in your life that could be, I would recommend giving UGC a shot. I'm about to start dressing. Like, like, I don't know. Like, it just seems so interesting to do that. Yeah. Katie. Well, what about you? So I don't know if you have this, but for myself, when I started teaching yoga, I remember almost having panic attacks in the first couple classes I taught because I was so nervous to be in front of people. Um, did you have to overcome that as well? Or are you just like naturally like comfortable? It's so funny. I've always been pretty comfortable, but I started to get like a really weird fear, like not fear. I used to get anxiety, like introducing myself, like in corporate and anything, like I could get through the rest of the conversation, but like that beginning part of like, my name's Katie. I, this way, like elevator pitch would make my heart race so much. And I, I couldn't understand cause I was so comfortable, but like when it came to like who I am, like I started getting gnarly anxiety. And then when I started doing, so we ours, the the main part that I would get so nervous for was the beginning was the grounding. And it's cause like, I don't think I felt grounded myself and like, I try to ground myself and I do like breath or I do like intense amount of breath work to calm myself down. And I am someone who has a nervous tummy and I get like nervous (laughs) P-O-O-P-S and I used to get those almost every single time for like at least like the first four or five months and I was like I wonder if this is ever going to go away like 
and it was just was it like, like diarrhea like it was just like <laughs> it's, just say it's a, nervous poops are like a specific type it's not like diarrhea diarrhea but it's like it's just like and it's just oh, like I think I know what you're talking about when it like it's just like churned up it's true it's like it's like and it hits it's like the fight or flight turns on you gotta go yeah. and like it's like a yeah. nervous poop Your valves just want to evacuate and I literally was like is this ever gonna go air is this just like my life like am I always gonna feel this amped to do this like thing and like <sighs> um but now it's gone <laughs> now I now I can now I never that very rarely happens um and I feel a lot more comfortable in my body and my skin and I actually like the grounding part a lot now um because I think I feel I just feel more comfortable in general I feel more comfortable in life with what I'm doing um and sometimes I there's different things that I feel like led to my summer and we've talked about that in previous episodes like where I've had gnarly gnarly and panic attacks there's a bunch of micro things that like when I look back I see how I got there I see how I got to my lowest point but it's because like literally I would get so turned on at these events and it was like every single week, every single week, every single week. And then like the micro turn, like, why aren't people signing up? There's like my micro stresses. And then I remember I was like, so I like, um, was involved in a lot of weddings this summer. Like, and like I, uh, officiated a wedding and there was all these things where I was putting this pressure on myself, like, of like a performing amped up, amped up that like, I see how, like, by the time we got to like July, my body's like, we can't really do this anymore. Like, we're just going to full blown have just be in a state of panic because I wasn't regulating myself. And so I think since I got like that all under control, it also just like reflects like, I'm good. We're good. But I for sure have felt that. Um, I never knew if it was going to go away or if it was going to be there forever. I was kind of fine either way. Like, okay, like if I'm always like, I know, I know my body and I knew that when I felt those ways, it, it passed. Um, and like, sometimes I'd literally be like standing there in the beginning of the circle and thinking my throat is closing. I've never really shared this oh with anyone or like, like I was going to puke or something like, like, I don't, I don't really throw up. So I knew I never was, but my body was in that much of a fight or flight that everything was like, and I just like have to trust that it was going to pass. And and then it did pass. It always passed. But like, there was times where I was like, I almost just fainted or, oh my God, whatever. And I think that's why I always like having like my brother or you or someone there because it gives me that like security blanket. Like if something happens to me, like someone can just like jump in, like, like not that they would, but you know, I, I used to like rely on like, okay, there's someone else here. Like, um, but, and I think it shows in my way of holding and leading the space that like I do feel way more comfortable now um because I've had people come from one in the very beginning and then come to one recently and just like wow what the fuck happened like not that it was ever bad but like it's like a new level of like and I think it's just a reflection of my comfortability Mm -hmm. um how did you work through like being nervous or did it go away or did you just get better um well, I don't know what the, yeah, I feel like I had a similar experience. Like I was teaching yoga classes with literally like three people. And even then I was like having panic attacks. Cause I think I was like, already, I wasn't great at public speaking, like in high school and college, like I would, I just did not like public speaking at all. Like it freaked me out. And, um, and so being in front of people for a full hour, like having them just look at me, like freaked me out 
a lot. And I think I also held myself to this super high standard. Like, I don't like being bad at anything. Like, I want to be the best at everything I do, which is like a nice concept. But in practice, it's like actually really detrimental because I like even skateboarding. I was like, I don't want to be bad at skateboarding. I don't want people to see me being bad at skateboarding. But it's like you have to be bad at something for a certain amount of time before you're decent and then good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would do breath work too. Like I would literally go to the bathroom before my classes and do breath work. And then honestly, just faking it. Like the people that took the classes didn't notice. They didn't care. I will say like from a personal standpoint, I know I'm delivering better when I'm like regulated and calm Mm -hmm. because if I'm like clenching, like I know if I, you know, have the material in front of me, it'll be fine. But it's like also the people in the class are regulating to you. And so if you're all tense, it's normally not like the best vibe. But also I think people, I don't know. I don't think they really noticed at the beginning. Yeah. I I mean, it's just what they know. It's just what they know. Like no one's going to like say like, oh, you seem nervous unless they know you really well. But even then faking it fake it till you become it that's like my thing like and that's literally what I've been doing this whole year is just like faking it until it happens (laughs) I knew eventually I would like I knew eventually I'd find peace and comfort and like not needing to like ground for three hours to like be able to hold space (laughs) like I could do two a day I could like make it work and it's not any different um yeah yeah. is there anything else that's on your mind Um, I'll say this one last thing because I think it's really interesting on the topic of entrepreneurship. I listened to this, um, a lot of like books and stuff when I was in university about entrepreneurship and they say the number one key to success for entrepreneurship is grit, which I 100% think is true because it's like that idea of just getting knocked down and getting up every single time. Mm -hmm. That's just part of it. Part of the deal of entrepreneurship. You get you need a certain level of emotional resilience, I think, to do entrepreneurship. And that's why this last summer I didn't do shit. I like wasn't creating anything new because I, you have to be willing to be like rejected and have people like criticize your work. And like, that's just like natural. Like anytime you create something, like you're putting it out there. And, and so for me, like, that's why this summer I was not able to do, to hold space for that. So I didn't really make any new stuff, but, um, I think like if you're an entrepreneur, you're thinking about it, just know, like investing in yourself and taking care of yourself is like the best. It's like an actual investment in your business because it's a write-off some of it. (laughs) Yeah. And it's an, uh, yeah, it's a write-off. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I can nice. Yeah. I just say everything's a write-off, like from Schitt's Creek. Um, Oh, yeah. But yeah, I totally agree with the grit. And just like, I think anybody could do it. It's literally just like, as long as you believe that you can. But if you're like, no, I can't, then like, don't waste your own time. Like, it's like that quote, like, whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. So it's like, just like, I say just do it. There's literally no harm. We are on a floating rock. there's always corporate America. It's always going to be there. If you need to go back, you can, there's like no shame. And like, I hold that too. Like, I'm like, well, if nothing works out, if like literally everything goes to shit, I could always go back. Like, I know I have the skill. I know I can do it. 
Um, but that's not my plan, but it's there. So your ideas are on your heart for a reason. Um, I always say that, like what does is desired by you is destined for you. So like, it's whatever is like making you feel alive. It's definitely there for a reason. I definitely encourage people to follow that hunch. You will always have corporate America in your back, or if you're a server or waitress, whatever you will always have, the restaurants will always be there. But like this idea, this energy, this youthfulness where you're the youngest you'll ever be right now in this moment so I just say like why not but again you could keep your job and do it there's you could definitely definitely hold both um and so that's kind of my final thoughts yeah on the and whole I'll say topic. something too you don't have to make every hobby into your career totally save some amazing. for pleasure like when I was in Belgium my host dad was like oh it's such a shame that you can't use French in your career and I'm like really I'm kind of glad because I feel like I'd start to hate it if I used it in my career yeah I that is something like that's like a toxic trait of mine it's like if I really like something I'm like <laughs> yeah. how can I like monetize this like how can I make this my whole everything yeah but yeah. I've been learning like oh no like it's like fun to do things like roller skate. And like, that's just like, I don't know if it's the athlete in me or whatever. Like, but when I started playing pickleball, like during COVID, I remember like, I wonder if there's like Olympics or pickleball. Like I should try to like become so <laughs> good. There that- is. <laughs> I'm just like, girl, like, what if we just enjoyed pickleball? Like, why do we have to try to be like in the Olympic and take it to the farthest extent? Yeah. I think that's like my positive and my downfall is like, I take everything too seriously, but I also take things really seriously that I like. Like, I just like to like things and like follow what lights me up, which is kind of my human design as a generator. Um, but that's a topic for another day. But yeah, I love talking to you about this. This was so fun. Yeah, it was fun. It's kind of like uh, interesting stuff because yeah, it is like shadow work, the entrepreneurship. It is, but it's so rewarding when it starts to click and work definitely like peaks and valleys like anything literally like anything like I think any job is like a peak of valley like that's true and like you could either do it or you could spend your whole life thinking about what if you did or oh I wish I did or whatever and so again if something really is on your heart just like go for it do one tiny thing today to take action towards doing it whether that's like just even posting a fact about whatever lights you up whether that's like putting pen to paper on like, what would I actually create? Or it it doesn't really matter. But if some, whatever one tiny action to honor and recognize whatever that thing is that you can't get off your mind, because giving it attention, like will help it grow and kind of create a life and breathe. And I'm actually going to do something when we hang up. I haven't done it yet, but um, there, if you are an entrepreneur, there is this way where you can, uh, there's this way you can go take your birth chart of your business. And so in like astrology, like if you know, like personally, I'm not sure I'll let you decide Kelly or give me your input. I want to take the birth chart of, so we are, because then you can like learn its characteristics. Like that's literally when it was birthed into the world. And if you don't know the time or day or whatever, you can like decide, but I'm debating when, so we are, was created. Was it the first event? I don't really feel like it was the first event. I feel like it was when I bought the headphones. It technically could have been like when I bought the logo. Or I feel like when name. you bought the headphones. Yeah, because you- I feel like it was a conception in my head. And then when I bought the headphones, it was birthed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to look it up and see my business's birth chart. And if you have it, if I mean, if you have a business, 
um I think it's interesting because someone once said like that they followed their business birth chart like and like just looked into it and like the trends were actually so it was like really interesting insights Wait, when like, was that when did you do that I did it about a year ago probably today Loki. I do headphones yeah so I have the time that I sent like I literally have the birth time because I know when I sent the emails confirming my order so an Aquarius probably which feels fitting for so we are I don't know if it's I don't know if it was later yeah, in February that's Aquarius was... creative progressive independent visionary maybe we'll see we'll see if it's I gotta check but we'll yeah. come back I'll have an astrologist on the pod soon and we'll maybe we'll do my birth chart and the you have to follow up with that now I will because like I'm really curious you do yours too like just make yours up I don't know when mine was when would that be the first class I taught I don't even know when that was or when you went to India or whenever you created Kali Kulu Yoga like look back in your archive like and then just like see like when you took a screenshot of your logo or something like that I think it was COVID so like March of 2020 oh can't wait to see all right we will see you guys in the next episode thanks for listening and we are going to start doing once a month uh q a podcast so if you have any questions send us um a dm on instagram or an email and we'll put it in our little jar of questions and we'll answer in a few weeks see ya bye if you enjoyed today's episode be sure to take a screenshot and tag us on instagram at so she is underscore podcast to let us know your takeaways leave a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts to help us build, grow, and expand this to anyone in this I am so grateful for you listening and giving me your time and energy, and I can't wait to see you in the next episode. I love you. Bye.